Shalom and welcome to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily Bible reading podcast that goes through the whole Bible in a year. We follow along with the weekly Torah portions and read daily from the Torah, the prophets, the writings, and the apostles. If you want to learn more about the podcast or connect with us online, find us at dailybreadmoms.com. There you'll find information about the journal. Um, that's the Bible reading plan that we use, um, which Bible translation we use, and how to contact us. You'll also see information about how you can support the podcast by becoming a patron and how we can connect with you more. We've got some new things for our sweet patrons and are excited to let you hear from us in more ways beyond the daily Bible readings. So find us at dailybreadmoms.com. We look forward to connecting with you. Let's get to our podcast episode for today. Shalom, this is Johanna, your reader today. Today is Tuesday, the 13th of February, and the 4th of Adar 1, or Adar Aleph, on the Hebrew calendar. This week, our parasha, or portion, from the Torah is called Truma, which means heave offering. And we're going to start today in Exodus 25, 31 through 26, 14. Before we begin our readings, let's take a moment to bless God and thank Him for His word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to His people Israel and to all peoples through His Son, Yeshua the Messiah, our Master. Let's begin in Exodus twenty-five thirty-one. You are to make a menorah of pure gold by hammered work, its base, stem, cups, bulbs, and flowers are to be one piece. There are to be six branches coming out of the sides, three branches of the menorah out of one side, and three branches out of the other. There are to be three cups shaped like almond blossoms in one branch, each with a bulb and flower, then three cups made like almond blossoms in the next branch, each with a bulb and flower and so forth for the six branches coming out of the menorah. Within the menorah will be four cups made like almond blossoms with bulbs and flowers. There is to be a bulb under two branches of the first piece, a bulb under two branches of the second piece, and a bulb under two branches of the third piece for the six branches coming out of the menorah. Their bulbs and their branches are to be one piece, all of it a single hammered work of pure gold. You are also to make the seven lamps for it and set the lamps up to shed light over the space before it. The tongs and the censers are to be of pure gold. It is to be made from a talent of pure gold with all these pieces. See that you make them according to their pattern being shown to you on the mountain. Moreover, you are to make the tabernacle with ten curtains of fine woven linen, of blue, purple, and scarlet, with kruvim made by the work of a skillful craftsman. 
The length of each curtain is to be twenty-eight cubits, and the width of each curtain four cubits. All the curtains are to have the same measure. Five curtains are to be coupled together to one another, and the other five curtains are also to be coupled one to another. Also, make loops of violet on the edge of the one curtain that is outermost in the first set, and do likewise within the edge of the curtain that is outermost in the second set. You are to make fifty loops in the first curtain, and fifty loops on the edge of the curtain that is in the second set. The loops are to be opposite one another. Then make fifty clasps of gold, and couple the curtains one to another with the clasps, so that the tabernacle may be one piece. You are to make curtains of goat hair for a tent over the tabernacle, eleven curtains in all. The length of each curtain is to be thirty cubits, and the width of each curtain four cubits. The eleven curtains are to have the same measurement. You are to couple five curtains by themselves, and six curtains by themselves, and double over the sixth curtain on the forefront of the tent. Then make fifty loops on the edge of the one curtain that is outermost in the first set, along with fifty loops on the edge of the curtain that is outermost in the second set. Make fifty bronze clasps, put them into the loops, and couple the tent together so that it may be one. As for the overhanging part that remains of the tent curtains, the half curtain that remains is to hang over the back of the tabernacle. The extra cubit on one side, as well as the cubit on the other side, which remains in the length of the curtains of the tent, is to hang over the sides of the tabernacle on each side to cover it. You are to make a covering for the tent of ramskins dyed red, and a covering of seal skins above. That was Exodus twenty five thirty one, through twenty six fourteen. Today's portion from the prophets is First Kings twenty one. Now it came about after these things that Navot the Israelite had a vineyard in Israel, next to the palace of King Ahav of Samaria. Ahav spoke to Navot, saying, "Give me your vineyard so that I may have it for a garden of herbs, since it is right next to my house. I'll give you a better vineyard than it in exchange, or it, if it seems better to you, I'll give you its price in money." But Navot said to Ahav, "The Lord forbid that I should give you the inheritance of my fathers." So Ahav went into his house sullen and resentful, because of the word which Navot the Israelite had spoken to him. And when he had said, "I will not give you the inheritance of my father," he lay down on his bed, turned away his face, and would eat no food. Then his wife Isabel came to him and asked him, "Why is your spirit so sullen that you are eating no food?" Then he told her, "Because I spoke to Navot the Israelite and asked him, 'Give me your vineyard for money, 
or if it pleases you, I will give you another vineyard for it. But he answered, I will not give you my vineyard. Then his wife, Isabel, said to him, Now, do you really govern the kingdom of Israel? Arise, eat some food, and let your heart be merry. I will get you the vineyard of Navot the Israelite. So she wrote letters in Ahav's name, sealed them with his seal, and sent the letters to the elders and the nobles who were living with Navot in his city. She wrote in the letters, saying, Proclaim a fast, and set Navot at the head of the table. Then seat two sons of Belial before him, and let them testify against him, saying, You cursed God and the king. Then take him out and stone him to death. So the men of his city, the elders and the nobles who lived in his city, did just as Isabel had bid them, just as was written in the letters that she had sent to them. They proclaimed a fast, then seated Navot at the head of the people. Then the two worthless men came in and sat before him, and the worthless men testified against him, against Navot before the people, saying, Navot cursed God and the king. Then they carried him out of the city and stoned him to death. Then they sent word to Isabel, saying, Navot has been stoned and is dead. Now when Isabel heard that Navot had been stoned and was dead, Isabel said to Achav, Arise, take possession of the vineyard of Navot, the Israelite, which he refused to sell you for money. For Navot is not alive, but dead. As soon as Achav heard that Navot was dead, Achav rose up to go down to the vineyard of Navot, the Israelite, to take possession of it. Then the word of the Lord came to Eliyahu the Tishbite, saying, Arise, go down to meet King Achav of Israel, who is in Samaria. Behold, he is in the vineyard of Navot, where he has gone down to take possession of it. You shall speak to him, saying, Thus says the Lord, Have you murdered and then taken possession? You shall also speak to him, saying, Thus says the Lord, In the same place where dogs licked the blood of Navot, shall dogs lick your blood too. Achav said to Eliyahu, Have you found me, my enemy? I have found you, he answered, because you have sold yourself over to do what is evil in the Lord's eyes. Behold, I will bring evil upon you, utterly sweep you away, and will cut off from Achav every male, both bond and free in Israel. I will make your house like the house of Yeravam, son of Nevat, and like the house of Baasha, son of Achiah, because you provoked my anger by leading Israel to sin. The Lord has also spoken about Izevel, saying, The dogs will devour Izevel by the wall of Israel. Any of Achav who die in the city, the dogs will eat, and any who die in the country, the birds of the sky will eat. Surely there was none like Achav who sold himself over to do evil in the Lord's eyes, at the instigation of Izevel, his wife. He did grossly loathsome acts in following idols, just like all that the Amorites had done. 
whom the Lord had dispossessed before the children of Israel. Now, when Achav heard those words, he tore his clothes, put sackcloth on his body, fasted, lay in sackcloth, and walked about subdued. Then the word of the Lord came to Eliyahu the Tishbite, saying, Have you seen how Achav has humbled himself before me? Because he has humbled himself before me, I will not bring the evil in his days, but in his son's days I will bring the evil upon his house. That was First Kings 21. Today's portion from the writings is Psalm 112. Hallelujah! Happy is the man who fears the Lord, who delights greatly in his mitzvot. His offspring will be mighty in the land. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches are in his house, and his righteousness endures forever. Light shines in the darkness for the upright. Gracious, compassionate, and just is he. Good comes to a man who is gracious and lends. He will order his affairs with fairness. Surely he will never be shaken. The righteous are remembered forever. He is not afraid of bad news. His heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. His heart is secure. He will not fear until he gazes on his foes. He gives freely to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. His horn is lifted high in honor. The wicked will see it and be indignant. He will gnash with his teeth and waste away. The desire of the wicked will perish. That was Psalm 112. Our last portion for today is from the Apostles, and it is Yohanan, or John, chapter 7, verses 1 through 24. After these events, Yeshua was walking about in the Galil. He did not want to walk in Yehuda, because the Judean leaders wanted to kill him. Now the Jewish Feast of Tabernacles was near. Therefore his brothers said to him, Leave here and go to Yehuda, so your disciples also may see the works you're doing. No one who wants to be well known does everything in secret. If you are doing these things, show yourself to the world. For not even his brothers were trusting in him. Therefore Yeshua said to them, My time has not yet come but your time is always at hand. The world cannot hate you, but it hates me because I testify that its works are evil. You go on up to the feast. I'm not going to this feast because my time hasn't yet fully come. After saying these things, he stayed in the Galil. But after his brothers went to the feast, he also went, not openly, but secretly. Then the Judean leaders were searching for him at the feast and kept asking, Where is that fellow? There was a lot of murmuring about him in the crowds. Some were saying, He is good, but others were saying, Not so, he leads the people astray. Yet no one spoke openly about him for fear of the Judean leaders. 
About halfway through the feast, Yeshua went up to the temple and began teaching. Then the Judean leaders were amazed, saying, How does this man know so much, having never been taught? Yeshua answered, My teaching is not from me, but from him who sent me. If anyone wants to do his will, he will know whether my teaching comes from God or if it is myself speaking. Whoever speaks from himself seeks his own glory, but he who seeks the glory of the one who sent him, he is true and there is no unrighteousness in him. Hasn't Moshe given you the Torah? Yet none of you keeps it. Why are you trying to kill me? The crowds answered, You have a demon. Who's trying to kill you? Yeshua answered, I did one good work, and all of you are amazed. Because Moshe has given you circumcision, though it is not from Moshe but from the patriarchs, you circumcise a man on Shabbat. If a man receives circumcision on Shabbat so that the Torah of Moshe may not be broken, why are you angry that I healed a man's whole body on Shabbat? Do not judge by appearance, but judge righteously. That was Yohanan or John, chapter 7, verses 1 through 24. If you are reading through the Apostles twice this year, you'll be reading 2 Timothy 2, 14 through 26 today also. Well, that concludes our readings for today. I pray you are blessed and that the Word of God will make rich roots in the soil of your heart and bear much fruit in your life. I'm Johanna with Daily Bread for Busy Moms. Shalom to you from Israel. Until next time.